Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. So coming up, we are talking all about Twin Flames and the deeper mission. And Russell and I actually go into our personal story and um, just how this Twin Flame journey, this Twin Flame mission is, um, is a part of your blueprint. If you are on the twin flame journey, it is something that has been in your cellular DNA and your cellular memory from eons ago when you first descended into matter. So, um, it it was just time. It was just time for us to meet in the physical to do what we had to do. And we have spent lifetimes, um, uh, mastering our our souls so that we could be here for such a time as this. So if you want to learn more, you could also grab our book, Capacity to Love and Awakening to Unconditional Love. I cannot say how multi-layered this book really, really is. Um, it, it's, it's a true awakening. Um, but I think everyone is going to really enjoy this podcast. If you have some time and you prefer to watch it, I think you'll get a little bit more from watching the videos and the podcast as well. And you can do that on YouTube. Okay. So sit back, relax guys, and check it out. Twin Flames, the deeper mission. Hey guys, welcome back to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is Janie and Russell. Hey, everybody out there. All right, so we have a really good episode, um, a great subject that's very near and dear to us. We're going to be talking about twin flames today. Uh, We're going to be talking about our personal story. Uh, We want to do some reading from a few resources um, because... Twin flames is kind of a new term. Um, we've all heard of soulmates, right? But we haven't really heard of, of twin flames. And it goes deep um, on, on how twin, the whole concept of twin flame came about. But basically, twin flames are twin souls who come together, reunite on the physical plane for a higher mission and purpose. And usually it is to serve humanity in some way, shape, or form, okay? Um, In difference to soulmates, in which we could have tons of soulmates because our soulmates come to teach us deep soul lessons. And sometimes once we learn the lesson, we, we move on from our soulmate and go into the next soulmate so that we can learn the next lesson. Um, but typically it is a soul lesson. It's not necessarily a lesson for humanity as a whole. So it, it gets a little bit deep and that's really a, a surface level explanation for it. But I think as we read from a few sources, things will get a whole lot clearer for you guys. So we're going to, Russell will read from Capacity to Love. 
and Awakening to Unconditional Love. This is our co-authored book. And um, this particular chapter on Twin Flame is chapter seven. And we'll just let him go ahead and read it. All right. So we start out the chapter with a quote, like we do all the chapters in this book. This chapter, once again, chapter seven, Twin Flame Love from the Capacity to Love. Every soul has a twin flame, a reflection of themselves, the kindred spirit. No matter where they are or how far away they are, even in different dimensions, they will always find one another. This is destiny. This is love. Juni Dillion. All right. So there are so many different paths available to get to the most high creator within us. We set out to seek the truth of what all what all this is sometimes in the name of finding purpose. So many routes that should lead us to one's closeness we desire, yet we end up in the illusion of separation. And we know from previous chapters that any feeling of separation or disconnection is surely an illusion. Awakening to our higher God self is just that, awakening from the slumber, awakening to the God, the love that has always been there. Where? Right within us, a part of us and all of us along. Our awakening is sometimes prompted by a catalyst or a call. The call to remembering who we really are. The call is so strong that it disrupts all that we thought we knew. It totally dismantles all other perspectives we once believed in. Sometimes the call is a death of a family member, a divorce, a job loss, a sickness, a panic, a panic attack, depression, or near-death experience. Sometimes the call is meeting another soul, a soul that is so recognizable to you and so familiar, the connection is immediate, magnetic, and felt on a deeper soul level. There is a mutual knowing of higher mission on a soul level. Some souls journey together many lifetimes in the spiritual realms establishing shared missions to eventually reunite on the physical plane to carry out that mission. Twin Flame Love is a unification of two individuals on the physical plane to carry out the, com the combined spiritual mission of anchoring the higher unconditional divine power of love. This unification ignites individual souls into, excuse me, into further awakening of their individual higher God self. The union is predestined and requires a level of spiritual maturity to understand and discern the mirroring effect of triggering and healing to catapult the spiritual growth and ascension in both people. The mirroring is simply the reflection of the soul work each person has to do to better serve the union and shared mission. The twin flame love experience is so close to the intensity of the oneness of God that nothing other than pure unconditional love can stand it. The divine energy, the divine love energy is harnessed in the experience to elevate and purify the hearts of the twin souls. A major part of the process is realizing the, that the immense love connection, passion, and friendship, and oneness that we feel is reflected in our twin flame in our twin flame can only be found by going within ourselves. 
we realize our own perfection and wholeness, if we do not miss out on the very love that we always long for, the love that we are able to accept is directly related to the love that we are able to give to ourselves. The twin flame love experience shows us that. Searching for the love that heals the world in the world is the result of the illusion of separation and disconnection that we mentioned in the beginning of this chapter. Universal law says that we must first find and define our own identity in God before we can unlock the magic of the twin flame union. We must attain a certain level of self-mastery and wholeness within our own divinity. Otherwise, the unbalanced, unhealed wounds and negative patterns could be magnified in the union causing the runner and chaser effect. Representing the masculine and feminine polarities of God, of God's wholeness, mother God, father God, twin flames share the identical spiritual blueprint. They are two flames of the oneness, the universal law of gender states, that there are two energies that exist in all masculine and all things, masculine and feminine. In complete balance and wholeness, the sacred union of the twin flame, divine masculine energy, divine feminine energy can heal and create anything. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> so let's break it down. Let's talk, let's break that chapter down a little bit. Let's talk about the mirroring effect, the mirroring effect. So the mirroring effect is when two people can stand there in front of each other and pretty much heal each other. Like, for example, I always tell people that you're like the feminine aspect of me. Like she's the feminine me. Like if I was a woman, I would be, <laughs> I would be Jane. You know, like she That's thinks funny. like me, uh, but from a feminine aspect. So she gives me vision into my blind spots you know and and vice versa i give her vision into and we talk about that here in this book as well and i give her vision into the blind spots because there's things that men do and say and how they move that women don't quite understand you know that's that mm -hmm. whole men are from mars women are being this thing that we're different mm -hmm. and you know and the mm -hmm. whole thing is when when we come together and we're communicating or say we're looking at a situation she can see things that i can't see and vice versa and it gives me a bigger picture so when it comes to things that i need to fix and heal within myself mm -hmm. it could be something that i don't see or i don't pay attention to that she could bring to my attention and i'm like oh you know she's right you know and i could work on it vice versa and it helps both of us to become better so it's really it's called mirroring but it's iron sharpening iron yeah and what happens is in the mirroring is to work on what has to be better to serve the union so that the mission can be accomplished all right so when mirroring happens it is so that individually we can say, hey, okay, this this keeps coming up. It's being mirrored in, in, in what we're doing. So I need to step back and take a look and see how I could do this better. 
I need to go within and figure out where where I need to work on that so that I could better serve the union and the mission. So, and a lot of times you'll hear the terms runner and chaser with Twin Flames. And I also want to talk about that because when mirroring comes up, most people see it as triggers and you run, all right? It's, it's just like, we saw a video yesterday of a young lady like went into full blown panic attack in Walmart and she was crying and all she kept saying was, I don't want another man touching me. I don't want another man touching me. So you could clearly see that there was some deeper soul wounds with her, with some man touching her when the man in Walmart was just trying to get in the line. And I'm not sure what happened with the, the basket and all that, but for her to go into full-blown panic attack in the way that she did, that that was a trigger. So sometimes if if twin flames come into union and they have not done the work, it is gonna trigger big time because that person has your blueprint. So they has all they have all your same wounds for the most part. And it's, it's like constant putting it in your face, saying, this is what you got to heal. This is what you have to heal. This is what you have to heal. And we had, it wasn't major, but we definitely had some mirroring in the beginning. And I mean, it was, it was clear and evident and we worked through it because we understood the mission. And that was evident too. So um, I wanted to talk about that as well. Let's talk about the anchoring down of the mother God, father God part. Okay. In balance, and what does that mean? And then I want to go to another reading from that. Right. So that that sounds very triggering and controversial to many people, probably hearing that for the first time. We live in a, a society that is very male dominant, and even to the point where we refer to God as He, but. The more you study history and ancient civilizations, you can see where that was not always the case, right? So when we when we look at things like say continents, we say Mother Africa because Mother Africa birthed all nations, right? Everybody started out in Africa, migrated out to different continents. So we refer to it as mother. We refer to Earth as Mother Earth. You know, we refer to the universe and galaxies as Mother, the triple black womb that gave birth to the stars, the moon, the suns. So it's a feminine aspect. So if you start looking back in the ancient cultures, you look back at Egypt and Atlantis, women had higher roles in society and were more respected, you know? So they, they sat side by side. That's why you see a lot of the statues in Egypt. You had the the father and the mother or the king and the queen, God, God is side by side. But when, during the Greco-Roman period, we can go back and take a look at the history, all of that seemed to change. And all of a sudden it was all about male dominance and God was referred to as he. And when we also look at something, say, like the Trinity, like the Trinity today in, say, Christianity, 
we hear Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Where's the woman? How do you get a father? How do you get a son without a mother? So is the Holy Spirit the mother? So that, that's a question. If you dig deep, like we spent a lot of time studying this stuff. But if you look at ancient Egypt, you had a situation where you had, you had, I'll give you the Greek names. It's Osiris, Isis gave birth to Horus. So it was the father, mother, child. Janie did a podcast on that as well. If you guys want to dig deeper, you can go there. So it was father, mother, child, and it basically dealt with the aspect of the masculine and feminine principle coming together to recreate itself or the continuation of creating a temple for the living God. So together, male, female, keep procreation or the circle of life. The whole movie of Lion King, that's basically what it was all about. They refer to it as the Osirian drama, but that's basically what it is. Masculine and feminine energy coming together to recreate. But it's deeper than just recreating babies. That's how we continue on with life and procreate, but that's also how we create and manifest the lives of our dreams. Yep. And um Remember, everything in, in nature is in balance. Everything. Everything has a masculine and feminine part to it. But the feminine part in humanity has been lost. So um, a part of the twin flame, twin flame union is anchoring down both mother God, father God energy into the earth through the twin flame union so that that could be radiated back out into it all people we touch, all things we do. And that's the mission. And trust me, I didn't wake up talking about, I want to do a twin flame mission. <laughs> like you are initiated, you, you are awakened to it. And there we'll talk about the signs and synchronicities and how your soul gets awakened to it. And it's a blueprint. So it's not everybody's journey. But it is, you, you will know it, you know, in spiritual maturity and going within and, and seeking answers, you know, because that's a part of it. Um, but so we talked about um, the mother God, father God. So I want to read something else. And this comes from this book called The Mary Magdalene Within. And this author, her name is Joan Norton, okay? And it is a channeled work. I read from it before in another podcast. It's a channeled work um, that the author channeled the energy of Mary Magdalene. Now, channel work is a feminine energy, okay? It is about being able to be an open vessel and an open conduit so that you could actually receive downloads and messages on what you need that is a feminine aspect that is in wisdom and that is the feminine part that has been lost and a lot of the book that we wrote capacity to love was also channeled work all right, all right. Let, let, let me say this before you go on because i know there's a lot of people going oh that's that voodoo and that's listen it's not the, those <laughs> canonized uh scriptures in the bible most people don't even know who the authors are, but they'll say they were inspired by God to write them. 
exact same process. God didn't stop four to 6,000 years ago inspiring people to write and do things. Musicians do it every day, uh, moviegoers, everybody still continuously gets downloads. You, you can call it channels, you can call it whatever. You watch television, you're watching a channel right now. Most of you guys will probably see this later, but you're watching a channel on television. There's a program. It's, it's the same thing. So don't think everything's woo-woo. People scare people out of their gifts. So anyway. Go All ahead. right. So this particular little uh, snippet from the book is called The Male God is Incomplete. And here we go. He knew that God the Father was incomplete without God the Mother and that God the Mother had been rejected. I'm learning her again through you, he would say to me, and bringing her back to be with my father. And in this snippet, the, the two people that are talking is Mary Magdalene. This is Mary Magdalene speaking. And when she says he, or if he's speaking, she's referring to Yahshua or Jesus, okay? So where had God the mother gone by this time we lived in? How had she fallen into disrepair? She was fallen from grace and always in the hearts of mankind. Even the women had forgotten her in favor of the male God. And the male God was not one who liked women, or so he had been interpreted. He was an idea, this male God, an idea without feeling. He was an experiment. My friend and lover would say in your language of today, this old God was an experiment of a strong mind at the expense of the heart. The women hold our hearts, Jesus would say, and that is why we reject them. Part of his cure for this was to defer to me and always he could. With this action, he brought mother the God, God the mother, back into public view. He knew he need not teach everything he knew with words. He showed the other men that he took me as sacred and that sacred meant equal and that equal meant equal in all ways and most especially in mine. In his heart, he knew I carried feelings for him and it was the feeling of women which had been denigrated to the status of whore. But in his public actions, he made clear that it was my thoughts, my mind that he held high. That was what was needed to write the tip scale for women. Okay, so let's break that down, all right? So, and you could probably speak more on this about the male God and patriarchy and how we have and I was just a white butterfly mm -hmm. out the window, how we, and just even today, we still refer to God as he. And we have totally rejected the mother God. And we are now at a time where we have to give honor to the mother God. And so the twin flame union, because both the feminine and masculine have healed themselves individually Join together in balanced polarity to anchor down 
both the unconditional love of mother God and father God. All right. So, and it's true. Women have forgotten this of themselves because we haven't been taught this. And we have been programmed in a way that God is only the male God, but the male God is incomplete without the female God, the, the mother God. Yeah. And then if you look in religion, like we were reading in the Bible where it was talking about pretty much the woman just needs to sit around and be quiet according to what it says in scripture. You know, they didn't want her preaching. Uh, if she had any questions, she had to go home and talk to her husband about it. Like she couldn't be vocal, asking questions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's even some other stuff in Deuteronomy that's even more disturbing where it starts talking about how God was telling them to go in and conquer nations and they could take all the women and, and the little girls for themselves, pretty much saying that they could have sex with the women and little girls, saying it was okay to rape and molest. Now, I talked to some people recently about that and I asked them, is that God speaking in the Bible or is it Satan? Because it says God saying it, and this is going to be a whole nother podcast that we're going to talk about in the near future, because there are multiple people talking in the Old Testament. All of them are not God, the most high. So, and, and if you look to this day, like uh, the whole Adam and Eve story, blaming everything uh, bad on Eve and denigrate women, even even guys that don't even go to church, uh, they tend to use the way religion views women as second class <laughs> beings mm -hmm. to men and that men should just dominate and rule over them. And when you go back and you really study where most of this information came from, it was it wasn't even misinterpreted. It was purposely done that way, right? So it was transliterated. It, it wasn't translated. It was transliterated for a purpose. That's why you have a King James Version. Version just means it's not the original. It's a copy of something else. And so there were a lot of books that were omitted. And then there were things that were changed. A lot, that's, a lot of people would argue saying that it's the un, undulterated word of God and all that. I beg to differ. Um, if you look at the early Bible, it had 80 books. The King James Version only has 16. So go back and read the 14 that they took out. It will answer a lot of questions. Then also the Sumerian text, you know, the not different Nagamati scripts that were found. When you read these books, especially like things, the books that were written by the people that were there during the time of Yeshua, a lot of those books were omitted from the people who were really there. Most of the books that you read in the New Testament are books that people were born hundreds of years after Jesus, Yeshua, had supposedly lived in and passed, right? Yeah. And, and, and one more thing. So you really have to, people have to research. If you just want to stay stuck in religion where you are thinking you have all the answers and you don't need to know anything else, and that's cool. So this, this is not for you. If you're seeking truth and you want to evolve, because it said to seek the truth and that the truth will set you free. And what is that truth? Truth is truth. 
in all things. So it's like by the time you get done studying this, you'll realize that the subjugation of women has been one of the greatest disservices to humanity. And once again, you look at some of these countries that are totally male dominated to the point where the women have to cover from head to toe and all you see is her eyeballs and her only role is in the kitchen and having babies and all these different things when they have so much more to offer to a society and into the world. Those countries tend to look like man caves. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't look like beautiful metropolis, like which a lot of other women, like other uh, cities where women have a voice. I'm not saying that we should put women up on the pedestal and all men should bow down. No, they balanced. should be side by side. And one last thing is when you look at men by nature, most men are left brain. Most women are right brain, right? So the left brain is dealing more with logic and you know how to get from A to B is a straight line. Whereas the right brain is where all the creativity, you know, empathy, things of that nature. So most of your great leaders are able to use both hemispheres of their brain because they have to have compassion for people if they're willing to fight and die for the people. You know, you can't be a, a G.I. Joe character. Like, but I like Avatar, right? So I watched the re-release of Avatar the other day. So the guy that led the military over there to take the resources that guy had no empathy. It was like G.I. Joe. It was like, it was just seek and destroy. You know, if, if all men were that way, we'll never get out of the situation we're in now. And the world's being run by people like that right now. That's why we've always been at war. And if you could think back, when were we not at war? When was there not a boogeyman? When was there not some type of mysterious disease popping up? You guys should all be sick and tired of this stuff and be seeking answers and truth. Otherwise, it's going to continuously perpetuate until all of us are wiped off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it goes deep, right? It, it goes so deep. And in order, in order for the mother God and the divine feminine energy to rise in her rightful place side by side with the male God, our male gods, our masculine energies, our masculine counterparts have to give us that space. So that means that the, the men have to open that up and provide that protection in that space. And that's one of the, the things that in the beginning that I automatically felt with Russell, um, you know, when we were experiencing a lot of synchronicities and just things was going on and we were like, what is happening? Like, what is all this stuff? He was so sure. He was so sure that, you know, that you're it, you're the one you're, and I'm like, you know, after going through relationships, like how, you know, you know, but what I did notice without him saying anything was the protection he provided and the upliftment he provided. So it was a wall of protection to say, hey, here's your space. Do you, divine feminine, okay? And I felt that deep within me with everything else that was going on as we were being initiated into this mission. 
So um, the men right now play a big, big part because not even just for relationships, which old, the old paradigm of relationships is dying off and more twin flames are coming together for unity and purpose and the relationships that's only rooted in just, you know, just material things and stuff like that, it is falling apart. And so another reason why we wanted to do this podcast was so that you could be experiencing something like this with someone and you don't know what the heck is going on. And I'll tell you, when twin flames have to come together, it's nothing that could stop it. Because the energy is so intense, the connection is so intense, it's so powerful, nothing can stop it. It's, it's very powerful. And remember, you, this, this union is backed, is backed in the heavens. So all the angels and the ancestors and the gods are like rooting you on. So you are backed by the cosmos. So there's nothing that could stop the union. All right. So I just wanted to iterate how it is important that during this time, the masculine energy also has to make that space, but also have to tap into their own divine feminine energy as well and people could if you've read uh think and grow rich by napoleon hill chapter 11 talks about sexual transmutation and that chapter is very deep and whenever most people talk about the book they're pretty much referring to that chapter and it, and it talks about how most men don't become successful until like 40s 50s and it's because the the runner chaser <laughs> that that mm -hmm. occurs not only in twin flame relationship it occurs in all relationships because people aren't healed so you know most guys are still running around in their ego you know they're afraid to tap into their heart space exactly. you know because it's taught it's taught that men shouldn't show emotion or shouldn't fall in love i don't know what men are taught i have no idea but it's like you could just tell from from relationships how just getting to that to that inside of men has been very difficult mm -hmm. and i think it's time that everyone's happened to the to the heart space and guys this podcast is called matters of the heart and soul it is to align the heart with the mind masculine is mind which is knowledge and feminine is heart, which is wisdom and understanding. And that is alignment. That's the balance. And it, it, like I said, it's multi-layered, multi it's so deep. But let's, let's talk about- Let me okay, say something ahead. while I'm thinking about it because <laughs> you brought up a good point. So it's like, it, it, you could also see it in today's music as opposed to the music of the 60s, 70s. When revolutions were occurring, men had no problem expressing their love for women. Like they were very deep and passionate. Like I'll go out and pull a star from the sky and put your name on it. You know, in, in the one song Steve Harvey talked about in his comedy skit where the guy cries through the whole song, the song mm -hmm. we cried together. Like men had no problem expressing the love for the women. They were tapped in using both sides of their brain. The music was probably at an all time high and also things were happening within society. You know, men were protecting women, men were protecting the community, you know, men were in the rightful place. And now things have tend to have gone sour to where we have what they call relational malnutrition between the men and women yeah, in the community. Yeah, we're, we're 
balance. And, and it's like this. It's like men, and I'll, I'll say this, and it's this is very important. You will never experience a deep love if you're not willing to be vulnerable. To the depth that you're willing to be vulnerable, that is the depth in which you can love. Because you can't give something that you don't have, mm -hmm. that you don't have for yourself. And you cannot love someone. So you can only love someone to the depths of that you can love yourself. Yeah. So, you know, we want that woman to love us at a deeper level and all this other stuff. But we, I'm going to give only 50% of my capacity, but I want 110% of hers. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And, it, and if you get it, you're not going to be able to maintain the energy. So it's going to have a shelf life. All these relationships, because he's got... X amount of dollars he works here, he wears gators and wears, you know, different whatever suit is hot that year or whatever, you know, or the guy chasing her because she got a big booty and, you know, she, she wear her real hair or whatever the hell it is. It's like that stuff has shelf lives on it. That's why divorce rates are so high, you know, and they go, well, you know, finance is the number one reason for divorce. Guess what? Nine times out of 10, that's why they got married. So if that's what you got married for, that's going to be the number one reason why you get divorced. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have to go deeper. And what we're talking about here is when we met and when we first started to communicate. And once once we went there, like we realized that we were going to start dating or whatever. I felt closer to God because she was in my life and she was next to me. And that's because she's able to open up a part of me. Nobody else on this planet has ever been able to open up other than my mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and which like, I'm glad he said that because the other part of the twin flame relationship is in the process, I had to become divine, unconditional love. Like, really become it okay like I've always been a loving person I've always been a giving person a caring person but when I tell you a true transformation a true transformation okay caterpillar the butterfly and it was a complete breaking of of beliefs and um things and how I viewed the world complete breaking that down and a building up of so totally seeing the world differently and seeing people differently, seeing humanity differently. And in the process, I had to become that, that unconditional divine love in order for me to anchor down that divine feminine mother, mother energy, mother God energy. And um, it, it was a process. So he can't, you you can't see God in somebody else, you know, if if you're not seeing God within yourself. Thanks. So because I could see God within me, I could see the God in Russell and vice versa. You know, because if he can't see who I am at a deeper level, then we we can't move forward in what we have. So it's deep. And again, this this journey is not for everyone. This is not in everybody's blueprint 
on a soul level. But people who are on the, the twin flame journey and you feeling like you, you're doing this runner and chaser thing. Now, granted, there's people that's just in toxic relationships and you have to recognize toxicity and move on. OK, and then sometimes you're in a soulmate relationship and it's not necessarily a twin flame. But soulmate relationships are important because they are helping to grow your soul so that eventually in this lifetime or another lifetime, you will be ready to meet your twins, to, to meet your twin flame, to do the mission work. That's good stuff. Yeah. So was there anything else you wanted to include? We know we talked about a lot of stuff, but it is it's pretty deep. Um, again, all I could say is try to, try to read Capacity to Love if you haven't and awaken into unconditional love. It is it's gonna take you deeper. It really, really will. It has so much um, information about the energies that we're in and where we're headed as a whole body of humanity. Yeah, and, and one of the other things, and we've touched on it, but to just to emphasize twin flame relationships are bigger than just the two, right? And the whole thing about capacity to love is that our cup is full. This particular cup is not full, but our <laughs> cups are full and we go to the source to refuel. Yes. Like she can help build me up and keep me at a certain level, but I personally have to go to the most high to build myself up you know, and to keep overflowing and she does the same. So when we come together, it's easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for God forbid, anything ever happens where we're no longer together, we're going to be okay. I'm talking about it, we were hurt regardless, whether it was a death or breakup or whatever. But the thing is, we are so complete as individuals that you know, we could part in love regardless of what happened, you know, regardless of what happened. And thing is, and we're thankful to have reached this level of love in this lifetime because not, not many people, unfortunately, will, re will reach it because it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. And, and it takes a lot of work so it don't have nothing to do with the other person like people who are are seeking love or they want that deeper love it's inside of you mm -hmm. you're not going to attract what you want you're going to attract what you are so yeah. if you want that dope deep unconditional loving relationship you have to love yourself unconditionally you know and and what does that look like you know putting the best foods in your body drinking plenty of water praying, meditating, reading, researching, opening up to new information and growing. You can't be stuck in the classroom. You know, you're stuck in fourth grade knowledge and you don't want to move higher. It's like there's different levels. You could read every day the rest of your life, go hear every sermon, and you still won't know everything, but you'll constantly evolve. Like yeah. I'm constantly evolving. Every day I'm trying to grow get bigger but I could be watching football right now sitting sitting in a bar somewhere drinking beer eating chicken wings but instead this is what I feel my mission work is and my purpose that God's placed on my heart for us to come together to help raise the consciousness and awareness of humanity 
to help everyone live their best life possible. You know, will, will we touch everybody? You know, maybe not, but if we touch one person with this message, you know, we won. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I just, I lost my thought, but I want to say that, um, oh, well, I forgot. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say it. Yeah. Come back to you. yeah. Um, I know. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I lost my thought. Okay. All right, it's all good. So guys, this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast, all right? Twin Flames. Again, this podcast is inspired by love, God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibration, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energies, music, and all things of the heart and soul. This is how we connect our hearts, which is feminine, with our minds, which is masculine for complete balance and alignment. Um, we appreciate you guys. Please like, subscribe, and share, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Take care.